0: So a young boy came home from school one day, report card in hand, and this time it had a letter stapled to it for his parents from the teacher. And he walks in, hands it to mom, and heads out the back door to go and play. At dinner that evening, the boy's father looks at him and expresses some concern that the boy wasn't doing so well in school. He says to the boy, son... I'm a bit worried your teacher's telling me you're always at the bottom of your class. To which the boy replied, Oh, don't worry, Dad. They teach the, both, the same thing at both ends. <laughs> they do teach the same things at both ends. However, I'd venture to guess that most of you here who have been parents would agree that education is a pretty important thing for our children. True? How many would agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely absolutely it is we all want to see our children educated well we want to see them succeed and do well in school we we want to see them reach their potential we don't want them to be at the bottom of the class we want them to be right at the top and i think we'd all agree that that education is important for our children i, I think many of us even hope and desire that our children will go further than we do right we want to see our children stand on our shoulders and reach more than we were able to reach. Now. Show of hands again, how many of you would agree with me that education is important for you? Ah, great. I don't even need to preach this morning. I'll I'll just sit down and we can sing some more. Um, No, but education is important for us. But I think too often we kind of think of education as something to be accomplished. A goal to be reached, a, a degree to earn, a program to be completed. Uh, but really, we need to see education as an ongoing process. That's why we have things in our professional lives like professional development or continuing education units, because it's important to continue to grow. It's important to continue to develop. We always have room to grow, we always have things to learn. And I have a hunch that if this is our mindset about education in our academic and professional lives, maybe that should transfer over into our spiritual lives as well. What do you think? I mean, we all bring our kids to Sunday school so they can be educated. We, we sign them up for a vacation Bible school so they can learn. We, we think it's important that our kids are taught. But what kind of continuing education are we as adults or youth even, involving ourselves in. Trinity, we're talking over these few weeks about getting real. We've looked the last few weeks at revival and renewal, but Trinity, we need to get real about education as well. It's not just for our kids. And I think it starts by redefining that word education. Too often we want to reduce that idea of education to the transfer of information. The teacher has the information, the student needs the information, open the head, dump in the information, there you go, right? Somehow we do. The kids, they need to learn the Bible stories. We, we need to have some kind of mental understanding of the books of the Bible. We need to study theological arguments so we can understand all the ins and outs but the goal of our spiritual education isn't merely the transfer of information it's transformation now i'm not diminishing the importance of those studies and i'm certainly not trying to promote some kind of anti-intellectualism i I think it's so important that we study Uh, paul told timothy that we need to study to show ourselves approved But our goal in education, our goal in study, isn't just to fill our heads with all kinds of knowledge. Our goal is to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Knowledge that doesn't change us isn't worth very much. It's trivial. You go to trivia night, and you have all this random knowledge that people have, and they know all the answers to these questions. But if that knowledge doesn't matter in their lives, what's it worth? We want knowledge for a purpose. We want knowledge so that we can know the will of God. It's been said that the distance between our brain and our heart is the longest 18 inches in the world. We've got to find a way to bridge that distance. We want the time that we spend studying to change us, to transform us. We need to get real about education because we need transformation, but also because we're called to reach maturity. You know, God is so good and gracious, that he doesn't wait for us to reach a certain level before he'll come to us. And he doesn't wait until we get things right or cleaned up to a certain level before he'll come and meet us. He meets us right where we're at. He meets us where we're at. But it's also grace that God doesn't leave us there. He wants to grow us up, and he's always working to grow us up further and further, to mature us. Now, it takes some time to grow something. Have any of your kids ever planted an acorn in the ground? Then they run out the next morning and say, where's my tree? It doesn't work that way. It takes time. You don't bring a baby home from the hospital and expect to see him walk across the stage the next day with a diploma in their hand. It takes time. And the longer we've been working, walking with God, the more our faith should be maturing. It's a process. However, Hebrews chapter 5 tells us this doesn't always happen the way it's supposed to. The writer of Hebrews is, is writing to that audience and he says, by now you should have reached maturity. You've been walking with God for quite a while. You should be mature. In fact, you should even be teaching other people. This letter was probably written 30 or 50 years after Jesus was raised and ascended back to to the Father. But the writer says, even after this time, even since I've seen your church planted and established, you're not maturing. You're still relying on spiritual milk. You're still babies in Christ. But by now you should already be mature. You should have already grown up into what God is calling you to. You should be able to teach others. We need to reach maturity. We're called to reach maturity. So we've got to get real about education because we need to be transformed. And we're called to reach maturity. But also because we need to reproduce. That's what we're called to as Christians. You know, there's a couple books in the Bible called or letters that are written to Timothy. Timothy had come to faith under the ministry of the Apostle Paul, and he's become one of Paul's spiritual sons, he even calls him. And in the second letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, chapter 2, verse 2, that's easy to remember, 2 Timothy 2, 2. Keep that one in your head. But Paul tells Timothy there that he needs to take what he's learned from Paul, and he's got to pass it on to others. Who will then pass it on to even more people. Education is about transformation and maturity, but it's also about reproduction. It's a great model that Paul gave us. Someone should be speaking into your life like Paul was speaking into Timothy's, but then you should also, like Timothy, be passing it on to somebody else, mentoring them. That ability to reproduce comes with some measure of maturity, And transformation it's a little like puberty if we're honest it's a little like adolescence you start as a child you go through a transformation you reach some level of maturity and you gain the ability to reproduce yourself to reproduce your life in the life of another this is what God has called us to so how do we do it how does it happen how do we get real about education I've got three ideas I want to throw out to you this morning. Number one, get involved in a Bible study, a small group, a Sunday school class, somewhere where you are studying the Word of God together with other believers. Because we're better together. And you know, when we sit together in a circle and we're studying the Word together, we see things from different angles we see things from different perspectives we see things through our different experiences that have come in life and that helps us grow it helps us see you know we all have blind spots some of them are bigger than others but we all have those blind spots and when we study the word of God together people can speak into our lives about those blind spots that we don't even know that we don't know that we have As Proverbs says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We've got to spend time studying together. So join a group. That's number one. Join a group. Number two, though, just like Paul told Timothy, you should be passing it on to somebody else. You should should find a mentor, and you should find someone that you can be a mentor to. That mentor, it might be somebody older than you, but not necessarily. Just ask them. Say, hey, can we get together and talk? Can we study the Bible together? Can I ask you some questions? Then you need to find someone who's not as far along the path as you are. Go to them. Offer to them, hey, can we meet together? Can we study the Bible together? Can I show you a few things? Can I help you figure out things? Now, you might say, well, I, I can't mentor somebody. I've got too many questions myself. But if you've been walking with God, if you've reached some level of maturity, if you've moved on from the spiritual milk, you do. And you have the opportunity to speak into someone's life. And you may not have all the answers. Take it to the person you asked to mentor you. Bring it to one of the pastors. Spend time, say, be honest. Say, hey, I don't have the answer to this question, but Let's do some studying together. Let's look and see what God says about it and figure it out together. Now, if you notice, I'm putting the responsibility on you both ways. You need to take responsibility for your own spiritual growth. It's not enough to sit there and wait for someone to come to you and say, will you mentor me? Will you be a mentor to me? If you want to grow in your spiritual life, you've got to own that. You've got to take responsibility for that. And so that means you go to someone. If they don't offer to mentor you, you ask. If they say no, go find somebody else. Get involved in mentoring. Join a group. Get involved in mentoring. Number three, you've got to spend time reading your Bible each day on your own. I hear you. I hear you out there. You say, but I'm busy. My kids are busy. Do you know all the things that we're involved in? Hey, I get it. I've got four little boys at home. A dog. My wife thought it would be a good idea to get a puppy recently. We get busy. We understand busy. And, and it doesn't have to be a whole book of the Bible every day. You don't have to try to carve out an hour of every day. But you've got to start somewhere. What can you do each day? day later this fall we're going to be asking you all to to take a jump a step forward in your generosity and one of the areas we're going to be asking you to take a look at taking that jump is in your devotional life your daily time of reading the bible spending time in prayer maybe you're not doing that on a regular basis Could you do five minutes tomorrow Could you do five minutes the next day? Maybe say, well, I'm I'm doing a few minutes each day. Could you do a few more? I I read a verse a day. Great. Could you read three? We're We're not looking for you to all of a sudden go from not reading your Bible to taking seminary classes about them. No one's expecting that kind of step forward. That's a leap but what's one step you could take in your spiritual life, in your devotional life that says, I want to know God more and because of that, I'm going to get real about education. And that means studying the Bible on your own. If you're not doing it, start with five minutes. Start with one chapter. Not sure where to start? Open to the book of Matthew, Mark. Start there. Read a bit each day. Trinity, we've got to get real about education because we need to be transformed and because we need to grow up to maturity because we're called to reproduce ourselves and we're going to do it by studying God's word together in a group with a mentor as a mentor on our own. Are you noticing a trend here? If we're going to grow up to all that God has called us to, we've got to spend time studying his word together and on our own. As Paul told Timothy later in that same letter, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed. And it's useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God, that's you, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Trinity, let's get real about education. The gospel deserves excellence. It deserves our very best. And as we come to the Lord's table on this World Communion Sunday, we've been reminded about the story that we've entered into. That story where Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread and gave it to his disciples. He took the cup, he gave it to them. We've been reminded of how God has reconciled us to himself through Jesus' sacrifice. And on this World Communion Sunday, we're reminded that we've been called up into something far bigger than us, far bigger than our church, or Mullica Hill even. We've been called up into that larger story of what God is doing in the world. And we have a role to play. And that role requires our transformation. It requires our maturity. It requires us to reproduce ourselves. And it requires our very best. Would you pray with me as the band comes, as, as Ron comes to help serve communion? God, we're grateful today that you meet us where we're at. You bring us along. You're working always to grow us up And transform us to bring us to that maturity so that we can reproduce ourselves we can pour our lives into the life of another just as you have poured your very life into us we're all here because of someone else someone somewhere along the way brought us along and you're calling us to do that for someone else so god we pray that you would show us come and do that work in us educate us so that we can be transformed and we can reach maturity and we can reproduce we can give you our best god we want to become passionate about your word, so we can know you and you can make us wise unto salvation come and meet with us as we come to your table this morning we're grateful for your presence here with us and we're grateful for what you want to do in and through our lives this morning Amen Amen